Hello, everybody. This is the Business Boodle Petition of the Dreamers Podcast. I'm Brayden. I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Sammy Grace. Hello, Brayden. So each week, we come to you live from Loveworks Leadership, where you will hear interviews from our youngest entrepreneurs and our most experienced entrepreneurs who will hopefully inspire, educate, and give you action steps to your leadership and business. The Biz Buddha Podcast partners with Norman Chamber of Commerce, who advocates to see Norman, Oklahoma be a thriving business community, and is powered by First United Bank Norman, who's not like your typical bank. Their purpose is to inspire and empower others to spend life wisely. So a big thank you to Norman Chamber of Commerce and First United Bank for helping seeing our youngest entrepreneurs achieve their business dream. Now, let's get into our interview. Our first dream endurer is Rob Miles. After a 10-year career working in professional sports and commercial banking, Rob Miles started his first business, Thousand Paces, 2019 to help entrepreneurs create bankable business models with the Entrepreneur Roadmap. Rob is the owner of Stretch Lab Norman and in a just an adjunct professor at the University of Science and Arts in Chickasha, where he teaches entrepreneurship and sports management. Rob serves on the Oklahoma State Regents Economic Development Council, the CV Tech Workforce Development Council, Project 3810's Board of Directors, and the Career Success Committee of USAO. In Rob's free time, he enjoys reading, exercise activities, and spending time with his wife, Rochelle, and one-year-old son, Hank. That's quite a file. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. That is so, so good to hear. So our first question, and we love this on the Dreamers Doers podcast to ask, do you consider yourself more of a natural dreamer or doer? So I think I'd have to answer that on a sliding scale. So if you think of a true dreamer, the person that's just sitting in a room dreaming of the, the, the best things possible is a one, and a true doer, somebody like my wife who loves doing repetitive tasks and things like that and is very good at that, she's a 10, right? I'm probably like a four. So I, I'm very good at dreaming. I'm, I'm not as creative as some of, some of the art people that I work with on, a, on campus, but uh, I can also get things done, and I, and I like getting my hands dirty. That being said, I'm terrible at daily repetitive tasks. So <laughs> I, can't, I can't say I'm a true doer, but I, I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. I think that was one of the more in-depth answers to that question we've had in a while. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to go back a little bit, and we want to know, what was life like for you growing up? I played a lot of sports growing up, Um, played football and basketball on and off all the way through high school. And then I played uh, college baseball and uh, college baseball is my thing. Um, But I also had a lot of entrepreneurial ideas and and things like that. So I remember being a little kid writing out a business plan and crayon for a pizza hut because that was my favorite restaurant. And then I got a little bit older. I moved into, uh, I went to Florida and I decided owning a Ron John surf shop was the coolest thing possible. And so that was my goal for the longest time. And then uh, when I got into college, I uh, was an accounting major. I wasn't super excited about it, but I had a, uh, a professor. I had to take a, uh, an elective class for uh, sports management. And Craig Clemens was my professor. Coolest guy I've ever met. His best friend was Garth Brooks. And he told us this whole <laughs> story about how he got to know Garth Brooks and stuff. And so um, but he was the assistant athletic director for Oklahoma State. And uh, between him and a few other contacts, I decided I wanted to go into sports. I found uh, these three baseball fields in Florida that I wanted to own, and that was my goal. So that's that's how I ended up in sports. I love that. So you kind of touched on this a little bit, but we want to know, what was your first dream job, and did it have anything to do with, like, helping entrepreneurships build their businesses? Uh, like I said, uh, growing up, I always had these big entrepreneurial ideas. Um, so. I don't think I could have articulated to anybody that that was my dream when, until I was probably 25, 26, somewhere in there. Um, so I guess yes and no. I, I, I did want to do it. I don't think I could have told you. That, I, I love that answer. And so kind of getting into the doing aspect of it, 
Can you tell us more about that journey of becoming your owner of not one, but two, and hopefully even more businesses in the future? <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I started off in sports, worked in sports for, I did inside sales and outside sales for about three years. Moved into the operations side of things, and I was really trying to figure out how to advance. And uh, that, that's when I was like, you know, I've always wanted to own my own business. I need to get into this. And so I really started digging into what that entails. And uh, I found an article that I always credit to Mark Cuban, but I can't find it anymore. And who knows, it may not actually exist. But one thing he said was that you have to be able to understand your financial statements. And so that's how I got into banking. I, I took that article and I was thinking about it for a couple of days. And one of my favorite clients happened to be a commercial banker. And she said, well, you know, that's what commercial bankers do. They read and interpret financial statements. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, so now I've been in sales. I've been in operations. I need to go figure out how to understand, how to read and interpret financial statements. So that's the reason I, I launched into banking. I uh, spent five, six years in banking and then... Um, my wife and I decided to move from Dallas here, and my career just didn't work out here. So uh, I was kind of stuck in this position where I had to figure out how to make things happen really fast. I'm 35 years old, had a, had a brand new son at the time, a mortgage, things like that. And so um, I, I really dove into researching what it was like to, to truly build a business plan from the bottom up and not only that, but focus on what my actual interests were. You know, the, one of the reasons my career kind of tanked for a little bit was that I was doing something that I wasn't really interested in. And so um, coming back around, I figured out what those aspects of my job were that I really liked and really capitalized on them. I went and got my MBA. Uh, a couple things came up and I started teaching. I never would have thought I was going to be a teacher, but I ended up loving it. And now I'm looking at getting my PhD so I can continue on. Um, so, did I answer your question? I think I kind of got I think, yeah. I think you answered the question more. I love that. I do too. So, you know, kind of looking towards the future, you know, Brain was talking about maybe some more companies, but what is a dream that you are working on or towards now? So I really want to be able to create high-performance teams that, hand, that, that can tackle the hardest task possible. Um, so what that looks like for my company is I wanted to be able to empower my employees to go out and, and get things done. Um, I want them to, to not worry about taking on giant tasks for my students for the same thing. So my students do something very similar to what you guys do, where we have to build a business plan and then launch a company. Um, I hope to continue to grow that and, and make those bigger and better each year. And then uh, for my clients, same thing. They're, they're coming to me for help with business plans and to try to find lending. I want to help them tackle the biggest possible uh, obstacles. I love that. That's really, really great. I love that Elijah James don't just go to you, 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 but expanding for the future and for others. I love that so, so much. <laughs> um, so kind of moving back to now, speaking about others, our viewers, most of our viewers, and I'm not saying all, but a good chunk are middle school, high school students have dreams, aspirations, maybe to start a business. But I just want to ask in general, what is a life lesson that you wish somebody would have shared with you in middle school or high school? Oh, man. Um just one? <laughs> you can share multiple. Oh, I, I could be here one. all day. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, so I, I think one of the biggest issues or one of the biggest mistakes that I made was not really focusing on what I was interested in. So I love sports, and um, I knew from an early age I probably didn't have the talent to make it to that type of level that I would get paid on it. So um, I had to figure out how to make money at it. Um, but when I was looking at you know different majors and things for college— 
I just went to the salary range and went down and found the one with the highest salary. So that's how I ended up in accounting, right? But uh, as things got hard, I didn't have that passion for it that I needed to help push me through it. I wish I would have taken more time to realize what I was actually passionate about and then gone to school to, to facilitate that dream. And I, I, I see that with my students now. Um, they are in school because somebody told them they had to go to school, not because they, they really are passionate about it. I did the same thing when I was in college. I went, like I said, I picked an accounting major because that paid the best and I wasn't really passionate. So I just kind of, I, I did the bare minimum to get through. Um, got out into the workforce and I remember talking to people and they're like, yeah, you remember this from your accounting class? I'm like, no, I don't because I didn't really pay attention. Um, and so I had the opportunity to go back. I just finished my MBA and uh, it was such a different experience because I had a, a real passion for what I was trying to do, and I could take the lessons that were being taught to me and actually apply them to what I was doing. So it was a completely different experience. Absolutely. I love that. Kind of just like finding what you're actually passionate about. And I, I, I've seen a lot with both myself and also being able to interview so many other amazing entrepreneurs is that once you find something you're actually passionate about, you're going to find a way to make money with it. Oh, yeah. You just got to truly find it, the passion. So I love keep it. working at it, and the money will come. I love yes. that. Now, for our last question, we want to know, do you have a tip of any kind that you would like to share with all of our listeners and us that maybe want to start their own business in the future? Um, well, like my, my Thousand Paces company is all about establishing business plans, and so I, I can get in the nitty-gritty of that. But— um, I told you I really like to read, and there was a book that I read called Anti-Fragile by Nassim Nicholas Tlaib. And it's, uh, so, anti-fragile is the opposite of fragile. Fragile is easily broken, right? If you can establish yourself in, a, in an anti-fragile way, so a way that's not easily broken, um, Nassim Tlaib says that everything that happens to you happens out of randomness. So, all good things and bad things can happen out of randomness. If you build up a business plan or your life model in a way that, the bad things can't hurt you anymore, you can take as many shots as you want and only benefit from the good things. So what does that look like? Um, so my, <coughs> in my personal life, I've been uh, fascinated with Stoic philosophy. If you guys haven't looked into Stoic philosophy at all, one of the big principles that I'm really interested in is that um, if somebody says something that's offensive, you have the decision whether or not to take offense to it or not. And so if you, if, somebody comes up to me and says something mean, I should be able to just say, I don't care what you think. It doesn't bother me. And so I can move on. In the business world, what does that look like? It's creating a plan that um, you create redundancies and you can mitigate risk. So whether that's not taking out loans that you can't facilitate, or if my business does fail, making sure I have a backup plan. So I wouldn't go out and spend more money than I can lose. Mm -hmm. Those types of things. So. I love that. That's a great way to look at yeah, it. And some really practical stuff for our viewers out there. So Rob, thank you so, so much for your time. I know that those who listen, we are so much better for it. And so before we completely head off, where can we find more information about you and your companies? So Stretch Lab, I've got a Facebook page and LinkedIn page. It's Stretch Lab Norman. Um, Thousand Paces also has a, uh, I don't have a Facebook page. I have a LinkedIn page. So LinkedIn page is a thousand paces. And then uh, I guess uh, personal stuff, I'm on LinkedIn and, and uh, Facebook as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. Thank and you. Viewers, we will be back with our next guest very, very soon. And we are back with our next amazing guest. 
Carter. So Carter Beckham is 10 years old and attends Roosevelt Elementary School. Carter enjoys playing video games, playing basketball and soccer, and reading every comic book that he can get his hands on. He has learned a lot about business from his dad, who is an entrepreneur and co-founder of the business Simple Modern. Based here in Oklahoma, Carter is own is the owner and creator of Putty Galore. Putty Galore makes low-cost, high-quality, customizable putty for use at work, school, and at homes. Hello, Carter. How are you doing today? Good. That's so great to hear. Yes. So, Carter, we are really excited to learn more about you and your story. So, what is Putty Galore, and when did you become really serious about the business? Putty Galore is a business I came up with, and I came up with it because... I just, I, my parents got me a ton of this putty for Christmas. It was like, it was really good. It was really fun to play with, and all my friends were bugging me about it at school to have some. And I was like, this putty's pretty good, but it costed $20 for one tin. And I'm like, I probably could make this better in price. So I took advantage of that and started a business. I love, I love that. that. So when did you become, like, more serious about it? Like, more serious about creating this business? business. Um, well, I was kind of serious about it at the start. I kind of just want, really wanted to make it where people could get their same the same thing, but lower priced. I love that. And so you're really wanting to help the people around you because you loved the fraud. You loved uh, the putting, and so you wanted other people to enjoy that. I love that so much. So today we are hoping for youngest entrepreneurs out there that you can learn from some of the work involved in starting a business. And so we would love to hear, we know personally, starting a business comes with some challenges, but we'd love to hear about some of the challenges you faced and how did you overcome them? Um, well, so far I haven't really faced much. <laughs> so why do you think that's it? Why do you think you haven't faced many challenges? Because I'm just like starting. Well, I that's fair. I haven't been in here so long yet. Yeah. I feel yeah. like, you know, a good way to, like, since you don't have any challenges now, continue going on, like, making sure you're making the right choices, thinking about them thoroughly, and I, I know you will, and so can prevent challenges in the future. That's really, really good. So you're right. You're just starting, and so I love that. So we know that business is obviously a very fun experience. We want to know what is one of the biggest things that you have learned about business altogether. Um. I think it is that um, you can have your product and make it, and it can be a really good product. But I think the thing people like the most about certain businesses is like the people. Mm -hmm. It like depends on like how if they greet them, like give them a compliment or something, like how they communicate. I love that. That is really, really, really great. Um, for our last question, and this is one of our like favorite questions to ask, especially our younger entrepreneurs. And what is your favorite part or parts of starting your own business? Um, it's just really fun to start a business because you can like be creative and do whatever you want. I love that so much, Carter. Thank you so much for your time. I know that those who listen, and especially us, we're learning, we're coming better for it. And so, where can we learn more about Putty Galore? You have like a website or anywhere we can find you? Um, I'm gonna come out with a web website soon. Yeah, awesome. Sure, and we will let you guys know when we have that. We'll keep we'll keep you up updated. So that was an awesome couple of interviews. What's something that stuck out to you, Sammy? 
You know, I I really like how um, Carter was talking about just, you know, being very welcoming. And I think, like, selling yourself to people is just a great yeah. opening. Exactly. People will often invest in a person, not necessarily in the company. So I love that you hit on that. Another thing I really loved is in our previous interview with Rob, it was a big thing of don't look at when you're looking at what you want to do in the future. Don't look at what pays the most. Look at what's going to give you the most satisfaction because you're passionate about it. Yeah. And I love that so much seeing, like, and especially I can see this with you. You were passionate. You loved the putty, and so you pursued it with, with that. And so I love seeing that. And viewers out there, find something you're passionate about. Even if you look, you're looking at all the statistics and it might not make the most, find what you're passionate about because it's going to take you so, so much further. Next week, we'll be back with two new businesses who hopefully inspire, educate, and give you a powerful point of action to help your ideas and business. And also, remember that we are on our new platform. The Biz Boot Up podcast is on Spotify, Apple, and SoundCloud. So make sure to share it all around for all your folks that don't know we're on a new platform. And again, we want to send a huge thank you to Norman Chamber of Commerce, First United Bank, and LoveWorks Leadership for believing in our youngest entrepreneurs. And remember, real leaders, they don't blend in, they stand out. Dream big. And do your dreams. Bye, Bye y'all. y'all.